0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast and your Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and this is uh, episode, which one are we on here? I always never look. I just always just start the episode without seeing which episode we're actually on, but 126 here of the Game Plan Pod. hope you guys have had a great week thus far, as this is schedule release week, so meaning tomorrow, Thursday, uh, May 11th is the NFL schedule release um on NFL network at 8 p.m. you know we expect some leaks throughout the day tomorrow uh possibly the full schedule getting leaked i believe it was Brian Costello last year who leaked it a couple hours early so be on the lookout for a possible new york post leaking or uh you know any other any other outlet possibly leaking the full jet schedule just make sure it's legit because we see a couple fake NFL uh Schedule leaks out there uh, during this time of year. It's always the Twitter accounts that come back up and say, oh, yeah, Week 2 Patriots at Falcons when they actually come out with the schedule on their account. It says, like, Week 2 is Patriots vs. Saints or something like that, and they just totally contradict themselves. I always find it funny. Um, So be on the lookout for those. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, enjoy it because it's it's a fun day to be a Jets fan, especially because we're going to have multiple primetime games, and it's not like previous years where... um, You know, you you see the schedule, and it's just a bunch of 1 p.m. starts. It's going to be, you know, a little different. There's going to be a couple, you know, obviously 1 p.m. still on the schedule, but 425s, 820s, 815s, Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, Friday night, as the Jets um, do get their first-ever Black Friday game uh, at MetLife Stadium versus the Dolphins um, on November 24th, I believe. Uh, That should be a fun one on Black Friday, right across from the American Dream Mall, so I can only imagine the traffic. But other than that, it should be a fun game, should be a fun experience for any Jet fan who... Makes it out to MetLife Stadium on that day. I believe the game starts at 3 p.m., so a little bit different of a start, but um, for the show off on that Friday after Thanksgiving, enjoy it. Um, First-ever Black Friday game by the NFL, and the Jets are featured in it. So that, that's that got to be pretty cool um, for the franchise, for the fans, um, and the team. I feel like they must be pretty pumped for it, playing in front of a national crowd. Um, and, you know, you have to assume that's one of the five or six national games that the Jets are going to get this year, Um Possibly another one coming week one, as there have been murmurs and rumors about the Jets possibly uh, playing the New York Giants at uh, the Giants Stadium. Even though MetLife Stadium is the Jets' home, they're probably going to be playing at the Giants' home uh, week one. Um, that was one rumor that I heard. It's definitely not confirmed, but that would be Monday night or Sunday night. Um, you know, you got to expect the Jets to possibly pr- play, you know, primetime week one. Possible Monday night. Thursday night, uh, definitely not a Thursday night game, but Monday night, Sunday night game. Uh, it has the potential to be a you know pretty rocking week one. Uh, hopefully it's at home. Uh, I feel like the Jets have played away week one for the past couple of seasons, so I'm just hoping we can get a uh, home game week one to start the season off right. Actually, last year I believe it was at home against the Ravens, but um, that didn't go so well. So hoping we can get a home win with Aaron Rodgers at the helm week one. Uh, but we'll see. Might be a might be a road game week one there. Um, but yeah, uh, there are other predictions I want to do real quick. I'll do a record prediction next week when we get the full schedule and I don't want this episode to run too long. So I'm not going to go through every opponent here, but, um, you know, it's always a fun time of year again for the schedule release and everything that goes along with that. Um, and you know, where the jets are gonna, you know, land in terms of primetime games. I said this year, um, you could definitely expect more. Um, you could definitely expect, um, you know, Uh, heavier load of primetime games Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Um, And, again, everything that comes along with that. So the 2023 opponents for the Jets. um, I believe they have the sixth-hardest schedule, actually, in the NFL. Um, So no cakewalk, especially this year for the Jets. Um, Still, you know, very competitive. Uh, Hopefully we can, you know, win a lot of games, win 10, 11, 12 games um, with this schedule. But, you know, we play a few notable home opponents, the Chiefs, the Bills, obviously. Chargers, Eagles, a few notable away opponents, you have the Cowboys, um, Giants, Raiders, Browns, Bills, obviously Dolphins home and away, Patriots home and away, so there are a bunch of games that, you know, you should get excited for, right, you should get super excited for, and you know, just games that jump off the page to me, obviously the Chiefs, right, with Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers, that should be a fun one, Um, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, um, the Bills, obviously, Josh Allen. The Jets beat the Bills last year at home with Zach Wilson at the helm. So hopefully, with Aaron Rodgers, we can uh, we can even you know do that again uh, this year and possibly steal another one uh, away at the Bills Stadium. But you know, I find it always interesting. You know, when the schedule comes out, I always in previous years you always look at what one or two you know prime games the Jets were in. Uh, you know, the following season, and I'm pretty sure you know. This season, actually, every team, you know, there are teams that are not guaranteed a primetime spot, right? There are teams um, like the Falcons, like, you know, possibly the Texans that may not get a primetime slot. Um, And, you know, I think that that says more about how many good teams there are in the NFL, I think, because, you know, you want to try to fit, um, you know, every good team in, right? You want to try to fit the Jaguars in now, the Jets, Giants, um, teams that might have not been so good a few you know, a few years ago into those primetime slots. So you, you have to find more time and more slots for those teams, um you know, rather than the uh mandatory one or two games you give to like the Falcons, right? Uh on a year year to year basis. And it would have been the Jets, right? The Jets get one to two a year um as well, you know, and that, that, that might have not been the case if they didn't, you know, snag Aaron Rodgers and, you know, improved the team in every way they could. So um with that said, uh, I do want to go on um, a bit of a run here talking about, you know, some other stuff not schedule-related. Uh, I went into this episode kind of just with a free mind, looking at the Instagram page and seeing what else there is to talk about. Um, Coach Sala met with the media a couple days ago, uh, you know, about half a week ago, and he said, you know, on Corey Davis, uh, kind of random here, but he said, you know, you can never have enough, have enough receivers, and, you know, he said you know, regarding Davis, that he'll be on this team uh, this coming year. And I, I like it. I like it by Salah. I like the I like the standpoint that he's on with Davis. I think he's really supported him. Uh, over the past couple of months throughout the offseason, even the owners meetings, he spoke about Davis, and he was like, yeah, this guy is a big part of our team. He's obviously a big receiver, blocking um, threat out there, uh, also a pretty big receiving threat, red zone guy. Um, who could stretch the field. And I think Davis played well when giving the opportunity, and I think he played well, um, you know, when healthy. And I think that's a big, you know, emphasis on healthy, right? Uh, Davis, you know, obviously not 100% healthy during his time with the Jets. Uh, I believe he probably only played one full season in terms of uh, games played over the past two years. So Davis, obviously, you know, a guy who is walking in, re-entering wide receiver room, I should say, with the likes of Al Nazard, Garrett Wilson, Michael Hardman, uh, Denzel Mim's still in there, and guys like, you know, um, higher on the depth chart. You know, Corey Davis might not be that number two guy this year, right? He'll probably be three or four. Um, and Primarily for, right, because Hardman's going to play mostly in the slot. They can move him outside, but he's going to, you know, he's a slot guy. Um, so Davis is more of an outside threat. He can also play in the slot, but um, I'm sure they want to use him outside to leverage some of his blocking skills for outside zone scheme runs. Um but with that said, I think Davis, I think keeping Davis is pretty wise. I think it's actually a pretty good decision. Um, you know, in terms of the wide receiver market, there aren't many guys out there that you're like, oh yeah, this is a clear upgrade over Corey, right? This is a clear upgrade. We're going to get this guy and he's going to immediately become wide receiver. Three for us. I don't see that guy out there on the free agency market. If they were to, you know, possibly explore a trade, you know, it would probably be for a Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, DeAndre Hopkins just doesn't seem like a realistic, you know, option at this point. He's likely staying in Arizona, so um, you know, you go for a guy like uh, Jerry Jude or your um, Cortland Sutton, and then you pair him with, you know, um, the Allen and the the Garrett Wilsons, the Jets here, and then you know, that becomes a pretty formidable duo, but I think if Corey could stay healthy, um, I think we're in a good spot, right, in our wide receiver corps um, as of right now. They could definitely still add someone uh, later in the season, but as of right now, I kind of like where we're at. Um, at receiver, and then I wanted to touch on one more position here, um, running back, right? Uh, Brees Hall, who obviously tours ACL against the Broncos last year, um, is expected to return Week One per Coach Solly. You know they they expect him to be, to be back on the field for Week One. Um, Solly spoke on the Rich Eisen so Rich Eisen Show. Um, and just said a few few words about Brees. Um, some encouraging stuff. He looks good. Uh, it's almost like we have to slow him down because we want to make sure, you you know, you pace those things. But he looks powerful. He looks good. And he's hitting good numbers on the GPS. So, I mean, it's great. That's great. I mean, you know, hearing Brees' recovery is going well. is music to Jets fans' ears, I'm sure. Um, with the way he'd gone down, it was just kind of, you know... Took our breath away, I feel. You know, it, it definitely um, took the air out of the room a bit, but, you know, he, he's back, and he, he's working on the field. He's working in the facility, so it's good to hear. Um, and, you know, in a matter of no time, he'll be back, uh, you know, running the rock up the middle for the Jets, right? So cool to hear that from Coach Stalla and regarding Quinn and Williams as well, the Quinton Williams saga. Um, just wanted to speak a bit about that before I let you guys go here. Already ten minutes in, but Quinn Williams, uh, the Jets' star defensive tackle, according to Rich Demedi, they're not close on a contract extension. Um, you know, it's May; uh, they have a couple months before training camp. Am I worried right now? No, I'm not. I think they'll get it done. I think they'll come to a conclusion in the next couple of weeks because I think the, you know the defensive tackle market's set. Uh, you have guys like Dexter Lawrence. Um, you know, Chris Jones is going to get paid, but Aaron Donald on his salary. um, You have guys that got paid, and there's a parameter that was set, and Quinn Williams knows his worth, right? He's worth more than Dexter Lawrence, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinions. Um, So he he deserves over $100 million, I think over four or five years, Um, and I think that you know, he's earned it, right? 13 sacks last year, uh, led the Jets, obviously. And, you know, he's just a force. I mean, Quinnen was fantastic uh, over over the structure last year. I believe he only missed one game. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's just great to hear. Um, you know, that the Jets are, you know, they're working towards an extension, but they're just not close, which is fine, right? I'm not worried about this bleeding in the training camp or anything like that. And I would believe it was Sala, who said on the Rich Eisen show as well, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm – Confident, JD will get it done. I'm not really worried about that, right? So we kind of just brushed it off. That's kind of the way I think Jets fans should, you know, feel about it. I feel like it's not, you know, something that needs to be done tomorrow, right? It's something that needs to be done by July. So you you have a little bit of time. You have a little bit of time to negotiate, and I'm sure. I'm sure most of the parameters are set, and Nicole Lynn, just a fantastic agent. She knows what she's doing, obviously, and she's very good at her job. Uh, so I'm sure she's trying to get as much money for Coin as possible, and that's totally understandable um, in terms of his production, in terms of his um, leadership, and just the guy he is on the team, off the field, on the field, just a great guy. So, you know, he deserves it for sure. And, again, I'm not worried about it getting done. I think it will get done. Probably in May. Honestly, I think this month it'll just get it done in the next couple of weeks, right? So really, nothing to worry about on that front. I think it'll get done very soon, and the Jets will have their star DT locked up for the foreseeable future. So, uh, with that said, I do want to end the episode here. I do appreciate everyone sticking around and tuning in for this week of uh, you know this week's pod. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow my Instagram at New Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New Jets Game Plan. Uh, post a lot on there, so you know you know, catch up with the posts, tune in, uh, try to, uh, you know, engage. I feel, I feel like, you know, the fan base is great. We, we have such a great fan base and, you know, um, you know, I post on there and I get engagements and, you know, it's always fun to engage with you guys in the you know, the DMS, direct messages, and, you know, just, uh, get to know you guys on more of a deeper level. So it's awesome to see you guys on the page. And I really appreciate, you know, all the support I've gotten over the past seven years of uh, running that account. So, Thank you guys again. Uh, I'll see you next week with another one of these and a schedule overview um, and a few more fun tidbits that we got planned for next week. Um, So see you guys there.